What's up, Wichita Wind Surge fans, and welcome back to another episode of The Surge Cast. I'm your host, my name is Scotty German, and alongside me, as usual, is none other than the voice of the Wichita Wind Surge, Mr. Tim Grubbs. What's wrong, Button? <laughs> I like the sound effects. Yeah, That's I know. Cool. I know. Well, it's good to be here. This will be our final episode in the regular season. That's correct. So it sure uh, will. We're in the final week. Yeah. And uh, it's no longer the stretch run. I mean, it's no yeah. longer the dog days. That's right. You can see the light at the end of the tunnel. That I is mean, correct. Uh, we've got just a few. We've actually played our final home game. Yep. Fan Appreciation Day. All of those festivities went great. And now we're in our final road trip. And, uh, you know, we'll have playoff games yeah, at home, but yeah, that's uh, right. beyond that, I mean, it's it's great to be here in the final week, and it's great to be talking about postseason baseball and just about another great year of wind surge baseball in the books. That's exactly right, and this is, uh, this is I, and I wanted to ask you about this, because now we're getting into playoff baseball for minor leagues, but isn't there a lot of player movement from the minor leagues to major league baseball when it, because of teams that are making the playoffs? That that's what I was kind of going to so ask you. So there's less now than there used to be. Okay. So I mean, if anybody wants, if anybody remembers back in 2019 or 2018 or be or before that, there was always the term September call up. Yep. Minor league baseball typically ended on Labor Day, mm. with the exception of the postseason, and the rosters expanded, so a major league baseball team could call up all 40 guys on their 40-man roster. Teams typically didn't do that many, but teams typically went from their 25, 26-man roster, depending on the year, because the numbers have changed, and they would typically add about five guys. So Mm -hmm. most teams would go from 26 to 31. Yeah, You'd always add a... Another catcher. Yeah. He'd always ask, add a couple more relievers. Yeah. And then you would call up a guy, a couple of guys that, um, you know, had such great minor league seasons. You wanted to reward them. Yeah. You know, and give them a, a carrot, you know what I yeah. mean? To, you know, to motivate everybody to finish strong. And then the minor league teams that made the playoffs, a lot of times were a little bit depleted and you'd go from there. Well, with the new CBA and everything, they decided. And, and honestly, when you take a step back and you think about it, and we we can get into all this. We could probably do this in the next one. Sure. It you think about it in football. What if you played the first sixteen weeks of the season with one set of the rules, and then the final week you played with a different? Basically, see that's how Billy Hamilton yeah. and some other guys all became known because they would be forty man call ups late, and then you could use four pinch runners in the course of one <laughs> inning. Where in a real baseball game, you were a limited roster at twenty four, twenty five. Right. You couldn't do that because you'd have nobody available. But if you had thirty five guys on your roster, you could. Oh yeah, so then I you're think deep. I think people started to think like, hey, we're September because of the call ups, and and it was a great thing. It, it was a little bit weird. So now what they do is they, you're allowed to call up two extra guys. Okay. A pitcher and a position player, and that's it. So you go from 26 to 28. Okay. So it's a little bit more. It's still rewarding, but you still do have the shuffle. And, and if you know, obviously oh, yeah. for folks that have followed the wind surge this season and have followed the other teams in our division, um, it is a lot. Yeah. And I, I feel like this year, this year was definitely a lot more roster move than last year. Oh, for um, sure. And it definitely was a lot. I mean, it was a lot to take in. Yeah. Where, I mean, I if, especially when we'd go on the road for two weeks, like we recently did, we came back and, and there were several of our fans who didn't recognize about four of our pitchers yeah. because they had all come while we were out of town. So, I mean, yeah. it is is a lot to take in, and I get it. And it, sometimes it makes it a hard follow. Yeah. But uh, at the same time, a lot of the guys we've got recently will be guys that should be here early next year as well. Yeah. So that's the one thing is you have the carryover effect, um, you know, from year to year. Yeah. You know, which we didn't have that last year, really, because we didn't have a season the year before or Correct. a baseball team the year before. Right. So a lot of the guys that recently came to us from Cedar Rapids, 
probably will be here for, you know, at least the first half of the year next year or so. Right. And and I think one of the main mantras, I guess, of, of our, our podcast that we do here is don't lose your chance in seeing some of these guys. We've had some excellent moments that uh, we have not had a chance to touch on over the last uh, Yeah, I mean, the one weeks. guy I bring up is Christian Encarnacion Strand. Yeah. We called him up from uh, single A. Yeah. And he was only here, and then he got traded. Um, and part of the reason why they called him up, I think, was to showcase him. But he's an extreme talent. He's going to be a guy that's going to be in the big leagues for the Cincinnati Reds and is a good player. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we didn't have him very long. And, you know, for and, and getting back to double-A, triple-A, and people sometimes say, I'd rather be triple-A. You know, and I always say, you know, as a person who's in triple-A, sometimes it's better to be double-A. We had Jose Miranda for longer than St. Paul did. Correct. Spencer Steer was in... Uh, um, Wichita way longer than St. Paul. And, and most recently, Louis Varland, who was here almost yeah. all year, gets called up to St. Paul. He was there for like three weeks, and he's already in the yeah. big leagues with the Twins. So sometimes, you know... You know, sometimes you take a step back and you got to realize sometimes it's better to be at the lower level because they leave them here to to marinate or to season or age, however you want to use it, uh, a little longer. Because once you get to AAA, you're basically major league ready. Gosh, yeah, and I, and and you touched on it, Louis Varland. Uh, what a freaking season, man! He he ended up being the uh, the Twins uh, minor league pitcher of the year. They yep. gave him that honor, and he got called up. Yep. Pitched his first game at Yankee Stadium. Mm-hmm. Um, his family was all there. It was really cool watching it. I think one of the best moments of this past week at home, Louis Varla. It was a day game because they got rained out the night before, so it was a day game, and we had it on the big board at the at the ballpark. The guys are all getting their pregame work in. Yeah, it's like three o'clock in the afternoon. There's no fans in the stadium. The gates aren't open yet, and it was on the board. They were all getting their work in, and as soon as the inning started where Louie was going to throw his first major league pitch, everything stopped. That's cool. And they watched that entire half inning. Nobody did anything. Fortunately, it was a quick inning. Sure. Boom, boom, boom. He strikes out Aaron Judge, and when he struck out Aaron Judge, the players all – you if you didn't think Louis Varland was a fan, was a clubhouse favorite, yeah. you knew right then That's that cool. they were all going nuts. And then once it went back to commercial – and the twins were ready to come back up. You know, all the guys went back and through and did their stretching and were taking some ground balls. Coaches, too. Like, everybody was locked in That's so on cool. what Louie did. And uh, unfortunately, gets a no decision. He left the game as the pitcher of record on the winning side, thanks yep. to a Jose Miranda home run. Yep. Uh, but, um, you know, what a great. What a great accomplishment for him. Yeah, and now you got Spencer Steer, who had his debut with the Cincinnati Reds. He was a part of a trade. Part of a trade. And uh, we called that, uh, I don't know if you remember, but we called that pretty much uh, the week that it ended up happening. And he hit a home run in his first game. Got on base all four times and hit a dinger. I mean, how how awesome is that? His first major league hit was a home run. Um, It was not his first, it was technically his first major league at bat. But technically it was, his first MLB Albatty walked. Right. So if you walk, it's zero for zero in the box score so it is technically his first at bat because it's yeah. his first official at bat yeah. but and what a great story oh and, yeah and this is what i always step back on um and i always want to say you know i know we have we don't have a lot of guys playing elsewhere yet but eventually you'll look at a box score of a non-twins game 
and you'll see Cincinnati versus Pittsburgh, and you may see three former wind surge players exactly. in that box. As more and more we play and develop players, you're going to see a lot more of that. So yeah. it was great to see uh, Steer in a Reds uniform. He looks good in it. Yeah, he really does. And, and I think he's going to fit the part and, and do well for them. And, and that was the best thing for him. He was in a situation to where we talked about that episode that he didn't really have a position to be able to move up because he wasn't going to get that spot. Then he gets involved he's in a kind trade. Of the, he's kind of Jose yeah. Miranda. Yeah. You know, where they those guys, they, they got a pretty good bat and they play in the same positions. Well, unfortunately, they already got Miranda. Exactly. And you he's can't put two of just them as young. Right. And so sometimes, you know, I feel great. I mean, I'm sure Steer was sad that he got traded. Um, I wasn't around him when he got traded. I was around Christian and Sawyer Gibson Long when those two got dealt. It was in the clubhouse when it happened. Those guys were crushed. But they're, they're both in better situations. Exactly. They both have a better chance, a better path of getting to the big leagues. And for Steer, he got to the big leagues three weeks after the trade. Exactly. Christian probably doesn't get there until next year. Sawyer may not get there till next year. But, those, but if they would have stayed with the Twins... It, they may not make it till 2024. Yeah, or they're beyond. stuck. They're, they're stuck. stuck. Yeah. So it, good. I'm I'm so happy that we we got to see them. We got them. That and we and we push that every single episode that we do. Go and see these guys because you have no clue. You have right, no and clue. you have no clue who you're seeing on the other side too. Correct. And that's the other thing is uh, we're we're around 50 guys now um, that have played for the played at Riverfront that have gone to the big leagues. Yeah. So and I also think that's pretty cool as well when you see the guys go straight from, uh, you know, playing at Riverfront, playing on that field, playing against the wind surge, and all of a sudden you look up and you're like, hey, that guy's in Texas now yeah. playing for the Rangers or wherever. Exactly. And then we had our very first uh, no-no over first the last no-no. couple of weeks. And it was an incredible, and it might be the only one. Yeah. Not the only no-hitter. I'm not jinxing the wind surge that, but a complete game no-hitter. No-no. Yeah. In this day and age... I don't know if people realize. So the wind surge have had, and I guess I should be fact check on this, but we've had probably about 35 different guys throw a pitch this year mm-hmm. with just the wind surge. Right. He's probably the only one that would have ever been allowed to eclipse 105 pitches. Sure. He threw 120, and they had to get permission to do that because he's an older guy. Yeah, he's 29, 29 years old. 29 years old. He's been to the big leagues. He's had Tommy John surgery. He's battling back, and it, what a story! Excellent and story. What a great guy. The uh, fan appreciation night um, the other day, they presented him a, a, a photograph of him putting his arms up in jubilation, uh, and a big plaque, a big framed, great piece of work with the official lineup card that was hanging That's in cool. the dugout that night. The uh, lineup card that was in uh, Ramon's pocket. You know, the, uh, the That's one he actually... Cool. So, and they framed all of the pieces. Ramon, uh, you know, who went through... Uh, you know, we honored him for his 500th win. He got us all the pieces right away. That's um, cool. And was immediately like, hey, we got to make something special of this. That's cool. And uh, it's great. I'm sorry, and, Daniel Gossett. We didn't even say his name. Daniel Gossett. Sorry. <laughs> and, yeah, complete game. And when I say... To go a complete game no-hitter in this day and age, especially in the minor leagues, is incredible. It's so rare. You just, I mean, you don't want to put wear on guys' arms. That's right. the whole point. And so normally you get guys, I mean, God, you're pu- you're pushing 60. When you're pushing 60 pitches, you're trying to get them out of the game. Right. You know, so it's just one of those things. So and, and amazing. And go 120, thing. and, uh, you know, and he told me it was our biggest crowd of the year. Mm-hmm. And he said, don't think that in the ninth inning that that crowd didn't motivate him. That was the extra shot of adrenaline that yeah. you know he needed and, and got over the top. And it was Star Wars night to, to make it even better, you know? It really was. Yeah. And when you, when you look at that photograph or you see that video and you see the different jersey, it just, you know, 
I swear, every time you wear a different jersey, something special is going to happen. Every time. Star Wars night was gossip. Uh, Trevor Larnick, Major League Baseball rehab. We were wearing a different uniform yep. as well. <laughs> and, and just feel like it's something. And when I look across MILB.com, it seems like you always see something special always happen in, in an alternate jersey. Right. But, hey, maybe there's something uh, something about that. Exactly. Well, now we round up the season. Uh, we've had, uh, like we've been talking about, a whole bunch of highlights uh, all year, and it's been great. Uh, but I guess we've got some awards uh, that are being handed out, and a lot of them going to some of our guys. Yeah, there'll be some more awards coming, but some of them are already out. Baseball America announced uh, some of the top prospects. Eddie Julian, our second baseman, was named the, the uh, best strike zone in the league. Austin Martin, the best base runner in the league. And uh, Deshaun Kersey was named fastest base runner in the league and best outfielder in the league. Nice. So those things came out. Those are voted only by the managers in the Texas League. There you go. So there's only, you know what I mean, they're not getting people like me or, or you know, casual fans to vote for it. The Texas League All-Stars will be, uh, postseason All-Star team will be voted upon, and we can probably give you those names the next podcast. Sure. But, uh, that's in the process now, and we'll have those names, and there'll be some other year-end honors as well. So and when you have a great year, when you have the best record in the league and the best home record in the league and you're, you're going to capture a division title, you're going to get some accolades when it's all said and done. Yep, and you said it. And with uh, when awards come out, that's normally a sign of playoffs. We've touched on it at the beginning of this podcast. But so what is exactly going to happen so it's a For different playoff. It's a different structure than it used to be, and it's right. a different structure than it was even last year. It's It's best of three. Tulsa won the first half, so Tulsa is home for games two and three if necessary. Best of three means there could be just two. Which is what happened to us last year. <laughs> right. Well, last year it was a best of five. Oh, that's right. Okay, and we played two in Northwest Arkansas, and then we came home for one. So this year, because we're second half champions, would be home in game one, which would be Tuesday, September 20th. If the wind surge uh, win that one, obviously, no matter what happens, we go to Tulsa for at least one. And then if you win that, you would play the Southern champion, which would be San Antonio the first half. In the second half, it's leaning Frisco. Okay. But it could still be Midland. Okay. Um, they're still in a dogfight down there, and uh, who figures it out? And we would be fortunate that the, because of alternating, it has nothing to do with best record or first half or second half. Okay. North gets best home field advantage this year. Okay. So we home for games two and three, which would be Tuesday and Wednesday, September 27th, September 28th, where um, game one would be in Texas on that Sunday night. So, and then the following year, you know, we'll keep the same format. It'll alternate back to the South. So that's basically how that works. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. So two best of threes. Playoffs are quick and easy. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's from, an, from start to finish, it'll be a little more than a week. But uh, hopefully, yeah. hopefully we can, uh, you know, push the issue and, and play some extra baseballs and uh, bring home some more hardware here to Riverfront. Yeah, and how? Uh, I mean, with us being with us being affiliates of the of the Twins, is it how how rare is it to make the playoffs in minor league baseball? I mean, is it is it a? I mean, it's kind of one well, of those what things. What the Twins are about to do is is something pretty rare. One, the big league club is in second or third place depending on the day. They're bouncing back and yeah. forth, and they're within striking distance of first. So the Twins could make the playoffs. The AAA team will not. Um, we make the playoff, and then Cedar Rapids and Fort Myers all made the playoffs too. So I think it just is a testament to show you how good the farm system there you is. Go. That uh, just about every team in the organization is heading to postseason. Yeah. Now Fort Myers and Cedar Rapids are depleted, just like we are. <laughs> We've got their guys. Yeah. You know because of their first half champion. You know what I mean? So uh, you know what happens at the at, in the champ. And then the thing is, like I said, in any game, 
You know, we've had wild card teams win a Super Bowl. Yeah. All you need, we've had, you know, lower seeds make a huge run to the NCAA tournament. Uh, all of the stuff. You know, all you have to do is just get into the get into the tournament and get hot. That's right. You know, we got into the tournament last year. We went we kind of stumbled into the turn into the playoffs last year. Northwest went in hot. Oh, yeah. They didn't clinch to the final day. What happens? They went on and won the championship. There so you, go. you know, the wind surge being second half. Winners, you know, possibly, you know, have a little more momentum than everybody else going into the second half, and maybe we can get a win. Yeah, but the playoffs, like you said, and whenever the playoffs start, guess what your record is? Zero, zero and zero. zero, and it's best of three. So you lose game one, you're you're you're, 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 you're in trouble. You're in trouble. <laughs> yeah. You know, you you, you got to win. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like you know, so it's uh, it, you. That's not the time to have a two game losing streak because that'll be it. Uh, but um, yeah, so we've got we got playoff baseball coming to Wichita. But uh, I did want to make a couple of other announcements or quick ones, anyways. Uh, there have been announcements for a couple of when the when the baseball season's over. We're going to get into October with playoff baseball. So uh, that is also the start of uh, high school football here in Wichita, or kind of, kind of, I guess, a little bit, kind of middle of the season. Well, almost, fo- well because of the you can't con- you can't have high school football on our field. With baseball, baseball games, games at the going same on, time. yeah. You know, back, I remember back in the day, the Oakland Oakland would do it. How did they the, do that? You'd see the infield dirt, so they didn't put sod over the infield dirt. So right, remember, it was just would, dirt. It was just dirt. So our grounds crew will put grass back down, so they'll dig up some of the infield mm-hmm. and put in a thicker layer of sod than you would put in your yard. Sorry, and man. then and then you gotta <laughs> let you gotta have that sit for X amount of time, so it kind of. It settles in, so it doesn't. You know, it's you don't want to put a, like you put a little uh, kitchen rug. Yeah, down, and it and it, it goes slips. slip on it. Yeah, yeah you got to let for it to, to. I don't know. I'm not the groundskeeper, but you got to let for it the roots to take and for it to sit in there. And uh, you know, and he's got a quick flip. Yeah, um, he'll have about two weeks to convert the field, maybe a little more, depending on you know what happens. But Bishop Curl and uh, and Cape and Mount Carmel. Um, it is going to be a huge game. Uh, a lot of people think it might be the biggest attendance in the history of the ballpark. Yeah, it's a wait and see, but I know we're excited to see such a big night, the Holy War. And yeah. uh, I've everywhere I go, anybody that knows where I am, uh, they're 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 more excited. There's a lot of buzz about that football game, and Absolutely. there's some additional games after that. But what a way to kick it off with our first one. Absolutely. Well, well, actually, the, the second game that they have announced is a little bit kind of in my neck of the woods. Uh, it is the uh, ha- uh, annual Hatchet Rivalry game, which is the 85th anniversary of this game going down. Uh, I was in, I was actually originally born in, in Garden City, Kansas, in western Kansas, and moved here when I was three, but I still have family back in Garden City. I didn't so, realize that. Yeah, that, yeah. No, so, so, so that means something to you. It kind of sort of. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm a Wichita full through and through. But, sure, yeah. Uh, when but, you move here at three, there's not a lot of uh, right. ties to that. that that's but. right. But, but Dodge City against Garden City, again, is going to be an excellent game. That's a huge rivalry in Western Kansas, and so I know that's going to be an excellent game. And, and a couple of people ask me, you know, why would that game be here? I think you got to take a step back. This is the best facility in the state. Correct. You know, so this is, you know... It's a big deal for kids to be on that field, absolutely, and and to play there. So it's worth the drive. Yeah, and hats off to Ben Hartman. He's the he's the head grounds uh, keeper at uh, Riverfront Stadium. The dude is an freaking. He's so amazing at what he does, and uh, the the football field always looks amazing. We've had one football game already there before, yep. and it looked great. It is a lot of work, and so my hats off to that guy because he does do an excellent job. So it's going to be an excellent time uh, after the playoffs. Do round up. Do check those out because it's going to be and Friday we'll be Night Lights, baby. You, you and I will do a, we'll do a pod before Oh, yeah, football for sure, for we'll, sure. You know, we'll talk more baseball, and especially as the major leagues wrap down, maybe we can 
kind of change it to more of an MLB format Absolutely. and all that sort of stuff. But we'll definitely be back in a couple of weeks. Absolutely. I mean, uh, we got uh, MLB playoffs to <laughs> right. talk about afterwards, and my Cardinals are on fire right now. So I, I actually am going to get to go and see uh, a game in uh, at Bush Stadium on the 17th in St. Louis. Awesome. And if the math adds up just right, I might be able to see Pujols hit 700. That's awesome. Yeah, so I'm excited. Yeah, uh, but we do have uh, playoff baseball, guys. Uh, keep your ears, um, I guess, ears to the ground. See what happens. Uh, we will be on, uh, I guess, whenever we get a chance to do the next episode, give more updates, have a lot more fun, and hopefully announce a championship if we, huh, if we get lucky. If we get lucky, That's let's right. go. That's right. Well, guys, thank you so much. We appreciate all the love and support for the SurgeCast. As always, uh, get out there to Riverfront Stadium whenever you get a chance. Uh, we sincerely do appreciate it. Thank you very much, Mr. Ten Grubs. I appreciate everything that you do and a oh, great season. You, and as always, Wind Surge fans, Surge up!